What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bias Aside, the podcast about everything NBA. With me, as always, I got Jeff. What's up, everybody? I'm super happy to be back, man. Who know I have vocals like that. <laughs> and also, we got JD in the building. Welcome, everybody. Uh, the only podcast you have to watch with a fire extinguisher. We're that hot right now, but it's good to see everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Naj. Uh, <laughs> what have y'all been up to? <laughs> what was that? What made you? <laughs> I don't know. I just said, you know, we're on fire right now. We haven't missed a week in a couple weeks. I'm feeling good. It's almost all-star break. Yeah, for real. Good, Shout bro. out to our we're consistency, man. Shout out to our consistency. They don't, they don't appreciate They don't. See, they Naj, don't. They don't. Well, you don't jump on board. Let's see what's going on. You're not jumping on board, Naj. You got to jump on board with it. With what? We're, we're so hot that you got to pull out a fire <laughs> extinguisher? My, my, yes, my, my, sir. My. Welcome to Bias Aside, the podcast where we're so hot, you got to pull out a fire extinguisher. Uh, there we go. <laughs> That's the energy we need you. today. Listen, man, I don't. Cool, I, man. I haven't been up to too much, man. I've been trying to relax after vacation, you know, just spent a lot of money. So trying to not spend too much money. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so they tell you I'm a cruise is all paid for. That is a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. I was telling people, I was like, yeah, the, the cruise is only going to be like this, this, and that. And yeah, no, they they uh they taxed for everything. They ran it up. So, Jeff, when I. Um, the day before we left for the cruise, Naj comes to the Airbnb and he was like, yo, yo, how much you like? What's your limit on the cruise? So I was about to mess with him and be like, oh, you know, 15, 16 stacks, something like that. But I couldn't even lie to Naj's face right then. So, but we did pretty good. I feel like we did good. We did very good. I'll say that. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. We tried our best to. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I had to use that whole, like, so I got paid Friday while we were still on the boat, and that had to pay off the rest of the cruise. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I'm I'm so happy that like I get paid this Friday too, because then now I'll be able to pay rent, or else it was gonna be ugly. Um, but you know, it, it all works out. It all works out. Yeah, man. Um, we're, we're just trying our best out here. Yeah. Uh, Jeff just put on the chapstick, so you know what that means, y'all. Listen, man. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna get straight to it. To be honest with you, I'm going to get oh, straight no. to it. I want to call an ISO. I'm going to call an ISO. Um, I'm not going to even give you an intro. Just just go to the locker room. Just go to the locker room. Cause I'm a, to the locker I'm room? ISO in, I'm going to ISO till <laughs> halftime. So just. Sheesh. So I had a few things on my chest. And I think it's time to get to it, right? So on January 28th, 2023, the first blown call in NBA history was made by a ref. This also just happened to be the most important regular season game in the history of basketball. Maybe even sports. At least that's how the reaction to the game made it seem. On a play where LeBron James drove to the basket with a few seconds left in a matchup between his Lakers and the Boston Celtics, the refs failed to make an obvious foul call that should have sent LeBron James to the free throw line. LeBron should have went to the line, hit his free throws to put the Lakers up by two, and the game should have been over. But no, the Lakers lost this game because of the refs. 
flat out. Let's not even consider the fact that even if he got the free throws and made both, that there would have been almost two seconds left on the clock and that the Celtics still had a timeout. Let's not talk about that. Let's not consider that in the last two-minute report, there were three incorrect calls, two in favor of the Lakers and one in favor of Boston. One of the calls in favor of the Lakers was an offensive foul that should have been called on Anthony Davis. If that offensive foul was called, the Lakers would never have even had the opportunity to have LeBron drive for the game winner. Let's also not consider that Malcolm Brogdon Brogdon absolutely clamped Anthony Davis, where he ended his night with superstar numbers of 16 points and 10 rebounds. And let's not forget Russell Westbrook, who ended the night with 12 points on 4 of 14 shooting. Or let's not talk about the fact that the Lakers had five more minutes to win the game and still lost. Let's not talk about it, because all of it is irrelevant. The Lakers lost because of one call. The only blown call in NBA history. The Lakers are now out of playoff contention because of this non-call. An absolute shame. So I say we abolish the referees and let's take a stab at artificial intelligence. Then, and only then, will these games be won fair and square. I'm done. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Not if I may say so. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. Jeff, if that was Jason Tatum going to the rim and that same call happened, non-call, how are you reacting to that? It's happened to me plenty of times. Plenty of times. I've seen it a million times. I'm not even going to get into that world of uh, LeBron has had, you know, so many calls that haven't gone his way because I feel like over time, all that stuff kind of evens itself out. It kind of evens itself out. So I'm not worried about it on that matter. But all I'm saying is this. That was the worst missed call of all time. Of all okay. time. None of it made sense, okay. Jeff. Think about this. Think about it, Jeff. Okay. He goes up with his left hand. Now, is LeBron James right a right-handed person? No. He's actually, he, he signs his signature with his left. So this man, when he goes up for a layup, he's 6'8", he's at the rim. The referee, instead of just looking, he's looking at the shooter. The ball doesn't even go up. It goes dead. And he doesn't even see that. He's five feet away from LeBron. None of it makes sense. That's one of the worst calls I have ever seen. No, you just seen. said it was the and worst, it, so don't say one of the worst. Okay, I'm cool I've with seen that. One of, that I've is seen the that, worst. I've you seen have that not seen that a million times. No, I've not with the game on the times. line. No, you haven't. You've seen it a million times with yeah, five I seconds to go in the game. Have. I absolutely no, have. No, you haven't. You haven't seen that. I absolutely not have. With the whole, so why did LeBron, so why did LeBron say... So why did LeBron say, why does it keep only happening to us? Why did he He's say not that? talking about that particular if it hasn't play. He's talking before. about bad calls at the end of the game. I'm exactly, talking about Exactly. So I'm not talking before. about that. I'm talking about a, a somebody going for a layup where the referee is three feet away. His eyes should be primarily on the person who is the shooter that is reaching the rim. The ball goes flat. Prime, Matter of fact, prime he example, was so close, prime example, he could probably prime hear the example, Prime example. The game that you were at... <laughs> I, I love to go on like uh team subreddits, right? After games. The game that you were at, every single Cavs fan said Donovan Mitchell drove to the basket for the game winner and got fouled and they didn't call it. To and win that, the was, game. Was that true? It was yes, true. Yes. There was a lot of contact on the play. 
to me. No, no, I'm saying that's the, why the, I asked the you NBA about came it. out. No, the NBA came out and said that they got those calls wrong. But Jeff, I'm not hey, saying that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So but hold on, Jeff. I'm not all saying. The time. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen on time. We know bad calls happen under two minutes and under 30 seconds all the time. That's not my argument right now, Jeff. I'm talking about when you're a referee and you see a shooter going to the basket for a layup and you're looking at either one or two things because your eyes have to be but that primarily was the same situation on the shooter. with Donovan Mitchell. Your eyes the have, same exact your situation. Eye, hold on, hold on. Your eyes have to be primarily on the shooter. So if he's looking at LeBron three feet away, you're either looking at his body, which if that's the case, you would have seen Tatum hit his arm. He probably heard it. Or you're looking at the ball at that point. And if you look at the ball, it makes no sense that the trajectory of the ball would flatline like that. That doesn't even make sense, Jeff. That doesn't make sense at all. Now, I'm again, I'm not saying bad calls don't happen all the time. I'm saying to be that close, to see the smack of the arm of the ball to deadline, that doesn't even make sense. That's a hor- That is the worst call, the worst missed call I've ever seen. And if you, were, if this was a Jason Tatum thing, I can guarantee <laughs> you, you wouldn't be acting like this. No, I mean, I would have been upset, but I mean, to talk about it for like uh, at this point. People are still talking about it. And I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, there's a whole narrative about the ref and how the Celtics are like 36 and 2 when he referees the games, which was an absolute lie. It's not true. Um, and they got into all these different, it's just a bunch of stories. And I'm like, you would think this was game seven of the finals. This game will mean nothing in April at all. Okay, okay, that's fine, but but it's fine. But you have to understand LeBron's point of view. They've had a lot of frustrating games. Now, again, I admit to you, Jeff, a lot of games. There's bad calls and welcome every to the NBA, LeBron. It's not the okay. first. It's not the first okay. bad call you've gotten, and it won't be the last. He's averaging five free throws a game. Does that even sound right? A six eight, two hundred and fifty pound player averages five free throws a game. Named LeBron. That doesn't even make sense. He's playing with Mister Glass. Mr. Glass was falling on the floor every two seconds versus the Knicks yesterday. I thought he was injured like three times. You know, he's only three games out of fourth place. His general manager won't do anything. And he can't get a foul call going to the line. That doesn't even make sense. That's, that is a horrible missed call. And I'm not going to go as far to say that referees should be um, docked of pay or fined when they mess up. I'm not going to do that because it's the most criticized job ever. Ever. But... That that's a problem, and that has to be fixed. And why do we? It doesn't make sense that you have all of this technology all around the arena, but yet we cannot review that. That doesn't even make sense to me either. Well, okay, so okay, so uh, so going back to my original point, there was an offensive foul that should have been called on Anthony Davis before that, which would have never put the Lakers in that situation. So if you wanted to use the AI that you say should be used, then the Lakers still would have ended up losing, right? So the only we reason don't know they that were either. a beneficiary, we don't know that. they were, we don't know that they were a benef- they were a exactly, and everyone was saying the Lakers lost because of the no call. That's my whole point. They were a beneficiary a of a ba- of a of a no call. They were a beneficiary but, of it. So now, Jeff, why isn't a bad call them, though? 
Why is it a bad call? Why are we calling it a bad call? Not because bad calls don't happen all the time. Because that was right in the eyesight of the referee. It was. They always are in the eyesight of the referee. No, not always. Sometimes you. Yes, it is. It always is. Like for example, they know where to be on the court. They know where to be on the court. For example, with Donovan Mitchell's when he's coming down full speed on a break, you have referees running back full speed. They may not see. There's bodies all in the lane. LeBron was over everybody. He was by himself. He he leaped over everybody and Jason Tatum came over his back and hit his arm. That's a my bro, point, that's such my a bad point, call, man. My point is, was it a foul? Absolutely. But my other point is, I've seen it a million times. I've seen it a million times. No, you so, see back. I don't know what you want me to time. tell you. There, but you there, haven't seen that scenario. There, yes, I have. There was a play where Jason Tatum, where they against the Cavaliers, where Jason Tatum started at the half court and dunked it on Jared Allen and got fouled the same exact way. It should have been an and one, and the game went to overtime because they didn't call it. Did you hear me crying about that? No, because no, it happens. Not the same situation. It happens. Bro. Oh, of you course, did cry about it. Now it's not the same thing. You did cry about everybody's it. Been, I didn't cry about it for weeks. <laughs> you didn't cry about it for weeks. Been that it up, hasn't that been that weeks. It's been one week. What'd you say, Naj? I said everybody's been posting that Jalen Brunson uh, video where it was pretty much the same scenario that happened. That, that's what I'm saying. It happens all but the time. All the time. I don't want to act like I'm just agreeing with with Jeff because I also <laughs> dis- disagree with that too, though. Because, like, I, I don't – why do you think that LeBron was throwing a, a fit? Why do you think that he did all that? <laughs> I don't know. I, you think I he was say, honestly that upset? Yes, I think he was honestly that upset. See, and that's my other thing, Don. I think he was I think he was upset, but I think he was being like like you're a coach. Why does a coach break the clipboard? Why does the coach yell at the refs and all that stuff? And so it doesn't happen again. That's I think it's point. because it's happened a number of times now. And now he's gotta do all of this. They gotta make a big deal about it. They gotta keep talking about it. They're keeping it in the news. Mainly, LeBron is probably loving that because it's like now. The next game, when we're put in this position, it hopefully won't happen again the same way. Like, I get it. It makes sense to me why they're making such a big deal about it. Well, I think it's it's that. I think it's that. And also, when you consider the Lakers season, right, how frustrating of a season it's been, it's kind of like the frustration of it coming to – I don't know what the word for it is, but – that's like the frustration personified in that moment right there. You know, things haven't gone their way the entire season, and this is just something stacked on top of that. So I don't know if it was a necessarily a reaction to the foul call, but just like, bro, this was our moment, and you didn't give it to us, you know? So I think that was that, the Lakers, that was part of it, too. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. That's the all Lakers are also under a different microscope than other teams are, too. So I think they're kind of held to like, it's not even like held to a different standard, but everybody's watching the Lakers. Even when they suck, everybody's watching the Lakers. So, I mean, I feel like they're trying to get rid of this narrative. They're trying to change, you know, the way that things are, the the way that things are going. They're starting to get, you know, a lot of people are starting to be like, oh, the Lakers are kind of dangerous. The Lakers are making some moves. The Lakers are looking pretty good. And then they're trying to keep that momentum going. And then you have a big game like this and you lose it. It's like we could have really cemented it. We could have been in the news. We could have been on all the news outlets the next day. And the narrative could have been the Lakers are back. But now everybody has to change that up because we couldn't really cement that that run. The Lakers really yeah, aren't I that agree. far away. 
Like, if you really watch from what games, though, from what? Um, not not a championship, but from like <laughs> from, from, from a run the in West? the playoffs. Oh, dude, it's not that far. Look, watch That's why the, I said from the rest wa- of the West. Yes, thank you, Notch, because they they're not getting blown out in these games. Even when they had no Anthony Davis, the only game they've really been blown out is by the Clippers because they just cannot beat the Clippers for nothing. But what? they are staying in every game. They are competing at a high level. It's really, and I, I, I really have to watch in the Nick game. I still agree that the Rui trade was an amazing trade. And they are, they're literally, they need another piece. But, bro, you cannot tell me that the Memphis Grizzlies who don't have a history of winning any big playoff games are that much better. And Luka, I love the Mavericks, but there's only one star. You have to play, you know, the the Warriors are, you know, the Warriors, so obviously you got to worry about them. But, you know, they've had their struggles. So uh, I'll go back to what uh, something that I heard Brad Stevens say, and I, I live by this. Um, they could be losing games by two, three points. But one thing Brad Stevens always says is, Bad teams find ways to lose, right? So whether you're losing by two or 50, it's it's still a loss, right? So you have to learn how to win and establish winning habits. And I'm not sure that the Lakers have done that. And then on top of that, the Lakers may not seem like they're out of it. But I think it's because the the West just isn't that great right now. And it's really only... Uh, what a two team race the the nuggets and the and the and the grizzlies right now you know and you see the the lakers are starting to put it together you kind of see the the timberwolves starting to put it together you see the clippers starting to put it together a little bit but they haven't shown me anything or even the warriors too they haven't shown me anything that says <laughs> nah, I just waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't shown me anything that says that they're serious by their play it's mostly based off of potential you know so i think Mm -hmm. it's very important that they start to form those winning habits right now because the playoffs start in two months and if you don't have it together by now you don't want to get it together in april and i would say i would listen to that statement but brad stevens hasn't won anything either and i'm gonna say that when you're only losing by a couple and you're competing in most games We've nah. never played in it. We've never played in an NBA game. And we okay, and but I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with that because I, I do. I refuse to believe with that. Not everybody. You got to think about situationally. Think about the Lakers. You're thinking about multiple injuries. So at one point you had four starters out, four of your starters, and you're still competing in games. Now you're just starting to get healthy and you only have three. So the next couple of weeks will really tell us who they are. We don't know who the Lakers are. And they don't even know because they don't know yet. But you can't tell me that a team that's that close to remo- – they still has two probably top ten players is not a, as a losing team. They, they haven't had the uh, health to prove who they are. I just don't see it even with the health. This is me personally. I just I – don't, I don't really like their team that much. Outside of AD and LeBron, I just – I'm not a really big fan of how they constructed that team. And that's just me. I feel like they can be really exposed in the playoffs – but the West isn't that great. So I could see them make a deep run just because they're so evenly matched with like the three through 10 <clears throat> seeds, you know? I don't think AD is going to stay healthy. That's, I mean, a, that's another I, thing. That's another and I feel thing. like we've all been saying that this whole, <laughs> this whole season. And so I think as soon as that happens, then we'll probably stop talking about the Mr. Lakers. Glass. But 
No, no disrespect, no disrespect to Lakers, but I, <laughs> it just happened too many times now. Like I feel like at this point, it's it's fact and not just like theory. But um, to go back, grabbing a photographer's uh camera and bringing it on the court and showing the ref is ridiculous. What? Yeah, although, oh my! That, although no, funny, although it's funny, it's it was doing funny, too much. You're doing it was too funny. Much. You're doing, you're doing much. way. This is the second time you guys have and done we've this. Been, and we've been, what? You guys will not enjoy the entertainment of it all. You keep acting like we're old men out here. You did it with Shannon Sharp, and now you do it with the camera. You know, it's just too much for me. I, I mean, he's honestly, he's out of control. This is entertainment. I this said is I, a sport. I said I, I, said I like to, the Shannon Sharp stuff. I'm here to watch basketball, though, not all the antics. All the, you sound like an 80-year-old man. Maybe I am. But if you're if you're gonna do all that, you better win the game. I tell you. He that didn't much. do it during he did it during nah. a timeout. It wasn't that's like the game saying. was going pro, on. And proceeded nah, to that takes one into a different level. Yo, y'all out of control. That takes one into a different level. I'm all for talking. I'm all for talking if God, you're gonna back bro. it up. Yo, you're I'm all for talking if you're gonna back it up. Nah, if I was if I was on the Celtics and I saw a Lakers player do that. I will be weak. I will be dying laughing. Thank you. But it's entertainment. It, no, Marcus Smart say, said it was hilarious. It my my question, yeah, my question, like my statement wasn't that it wasn't funny. Like I wasn't saying it wasn't funny. I thought it was. I thought it was hilarious. But you're crying. Like that is that's whining on a whole nother level. Yeah, it really on a is. level that I don't know if we've even really seen it before. And the way that Brown was acting was wild too. That was really that was really wild. Like I saw a, a different angle where he gets up off the ground and then like he like looks at the, at the <laughs> he looks at one of the trainers and he like shakes them and then and it runs back and it gets back on the floor. He fell down that to was, his knees, man. E- <laughs> that was Brian, that was insane. I'm saying Brian, I'm saying I agree. People. I agree. I understand. I understand why he was doing that. You have your broad goggles on, and you need to he take them off crazy. for like just one no, second. He just looked crazy, second. JD. I'm not saying one no, no, no. Crazy, bro. I look crazy. If you saw me doing, if we were no, no, no LeBron looked crazy oh, doing that. I thought it. Was- and if we were in a tournament and we lost, and I was doing all of that. You'd be like, I ain't gonna lie with you, though, Get up, bro. No, 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 no. If you lost, no, 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 no. If you lost the first game in a tournament. That's like just a warm up game for the act before it turns into like double elimination. Like that would that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent. Jeff, you literally just said he got to a boiling point and it all came out in that moment. Yeah, no, but I think it was it was overboard. It was was a little, but we want people to care when they care. (laughs) Then we laugh. The bond goggles are on crazy right now. (laughs) Nah, nah. I I thought it was a little over the top, but I knew I felt bad because I felt like it all came out at that moment and. Anything you do yeah. when you're like Bron, Katie, uh, who's another one? Like if you're Bron, Katie, Kyrie, they're gonna laugh at anything you do. But my main yeah. thing, I can care less about that. My main thing is that y'all sound like some old man talking about Pat- Patrick Beverly. I'm not here for give the it up antics. for the biggest what? LeBron fan. Man. I said it. I said it was. Give I it said up it for the biggest funny, LeBron fan. Man. I said it was funny. I'm talking about Pat Bev. But yeah, I said it was funny. But that's whining on a different level, bro. That is, it's forever a meme now of you whining about a about a call in a regular season game. Okay, but Steph Curry threw he, Steph Curry threw a fit on the court, ran on the court. He was mad at, at his. Oh, at whoa, his whoa, no, no, I'm not here for the antics, Notch. You can't no, throw your that mouth guard ex, everywhere. That was extra too. That was extra. Yeah, two. yeah, we can't throw our mouth guard for the, for the third time. 
Especially like you're on the same team. Like be a W teammate. You know. Thank Keep you. That. If you're that gets, if you're frustrated with him, frustrating, no. no. If you're frustrated with frustrating, no. If you're like, hey, if you're frustrated with your we teammate, make better, you no, talk about like, it in he, private. He could have killed clock. We could have got a decent shot, and this dude just shot and missed a three. No, we all no, agree. No, no, and no. he's not. A, and the I'm situ- on the floor, and I'm the guy. No, the situation like, made sense. I'm hot, but he went like you don't do that to your teammate in front of everybody. Thank you. You ain't never de- nah, done something like. Oh wait, dang, I but, but Dodge, nah, we're like not Steph here for the like, extra stuff. Nah, 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 nah. Steph's reaction lasted about three seconds, Nige? and LeBron's reaction lasted about. On? It's it's still yeah, going on. Yeah. It's yeah, still he, going he on. Ran down we're the not court, still talking took about his mouth guard out for the third time and threw it. Come on, but I'm not here for the antics. And waited. And he waited. And he waited in the hallway. And he high five. That's not part of it. That, that's not part of it. And, and just, you know what? You know. You know what's funny about LeBron, LeBron, ran, out the, LeBron ran out the stadium. You know what's funny LeBron about LeBron ran out the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you know, We're still talking about it right now. He talked about it in the interview. Steph, it happened in a quick moment. He said, "God dang!" Did he say and that was it? <laughs> did he say uh, the? They because they beat the Knicks and he wasn't he like this game was decided by the players, not the refs. Is that what he said? Yeah. Like who Steph said that? No, no uh, LeBron. LeBron said it. But oh, going back to going back to the Steph thing, people were like people were saying how um that was like overboard to eject him. But he's gotten ejected twice before for the same thing. Throwing your equipment is an automatic ejection. So even it doesn't isn't it, isn't it three times? No, no, no. If you throw equipment, I think no, it's he's three. not saying that. Oh, saying, I think it was no, the saying, third time. I was saying it happened two times prior to that. So the third time, the third time, like he should have known that it was going to happen because it's happened to him already. But people yeah, were reacting like the refs were like overreacting. And right. I'm like, no, that's just the rule. And Steph should yeah, know nah, that at this point. I get that. I get that. I get that. I, so at first, the way it looked, it looked like he was just like, bro. And then he got ejected. That looked like, I was like, yo, what is going on? Then when I saw the slow-mo, saw the mouth guard fly out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah, I, I get it. If if that's the rule, you throw your equipment into the crowd. You threw it. It hit somebody. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta but not. Go. You're missing. And then, he, the whole and, point. and then Jordan Poole went and redeemed himself. So wait, but not just missing the whole point, Jeff. We well, he almost are messed it up. Not he here himself. for the antics. We're not here for this extra stuff. You I didn't know, say that. Too much. I didn't say that though. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Did you think? Uh, did you think when Pat Beverly made the? I didn't what say was I it? wasn't here for the. Was it when they made the play in or when that the, was a Jeff statement? When they won the play in game, when Pat Bev was on top of the thing and he was like looking at the crowd, was that too much? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That was too much. But, it was too and much. They roasted though. him for it. <laughs> and they roasted <laughs> him for it. I thought it was so long time, so that's what's happening. The Timberwolves had made the Would playoffs in forever, roasted, bro. They had made the playoffs in forever. I found that to be hilarious. It was so stinking funny. Listen, man. Listen, man. It was I. Th- I think the Pat Bev thing was funny. Jeff, Jeff do you said, think the Pat Bev thing was funny? I thought it was funny, but it was he. He was overdoing it. Yeah, that's just me. He did too much. It's a lot of stuff that happened. Maybe that's I'm, funny. I'm 80 years old. I'm 80 years old. But they do it too much. You are. Jeff said you got to pass six five times <laughs> down the floor before you shoot. He playing that old basket. He said there ain't no three point lines where he played. No, 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 Only no. Only no. two. You're talking. No, 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 no. You're talking about basketball. I was talking about the other stuff. Yeah. The other right, stuff right, besides right, basketball. Okay. Besides okay. basketball. But anyways, <laughs> no, that was. We that can was move wild. on from. I've never. 
Yeah. I've never seen somebody cry move. like that before. But I get why he was <laughs> why he was doing it, but that was Yeah, no, was, I get the frustration, but <laughs> falling down to your knees is insane. <laughs> like yeah, he, he didn't even crazy. lose the game. It was just going to overtime. <laughs> but we we can move on. We can move on because you know, I I feel like I have a reputation as a LeBron hater. Oh, we even know. though I gave, <laughs> I gave, I feel like I gave multiple examples of people doing the same thing who are not LeBron, and I felt the same way. So, yeah, I love Steph, and I feel like the the mouth guard was just too much. It was doing too much. Draymond does too much on a regular basis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I feel like I feel like Warriors fans would agree with that for sure. I, everybody would. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Draymond does too much. Uh, Jordan Poole does too much on the court, but <laughs> that's that's a different thing. I love Jordan though. I fool with Jordan heavy, but oh no, he got to work on keeping his feet under him and keeping a ball on a string or something. Because that, yeah, he loses he loses it every time. But shout outs to winning the game though. Exactly, that was good. Yeah. They know. lost tonight. They lost. Jeff, te- <laughs> Jeff texted me. Nah, I'm, I'm not talking about tonight. Bro. <laughs> but I, we all we all know JD stays very uh, up to date on all of the Warriors' failures. I watch but... all Warriors' losses. <laughs> I've been t- I've been taking it easy on the Cavs. Somebody texted somebody texted JD like, "Hey, the Warriors losing." I'm gonna tune in. <laughs> so let me let me catch the last seconds of this game. I've been taking it easy on the Cavs, by the way. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because whatever they're doing right now is not what I expect them to be doing. Wait, what did you think they would be? uh, I thought they would be... I I thought they would have at least like five less losses than they do right now. Yeah. I thought they would... (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. I think... um, when I'm watching all of these teams, East and West, so many injuries on so many teams, so many random losses. I'm not even trying to be funny with you, but Orlando is like beating teams. Ran- like th- when you look at the schedule, there is no easy wins for anybody other than like sometimes the Rockets. Everybody else is. I like think Houston and Detroit. Houston and Detroit are the two teams that you can yes, go in Detroit and say too. we're probably going to win. But other than that, yeah, no. The Thunder aren't really in that hard. anymore. The Magic aren't in that anymore. The Kings aren't in that anymore. Nope. I'm trying to when think. When LaMelo plays, the, the Hornets are there. They <laughs> surprise a couple of teams when LaMelo plays. Oh, no, no, no. We got to put the Hornets <laughs> The Hornets are <laughs> They, they the literally are just bad. beat, like, the Bucks the other night. <laughs> like, I, I'm just surprised. Uh, but they, I'm hoping they get a bottom three seed, honestly. But, man, we'll see. They really hey, just on a side really note, tank. though. On a side note, we, I was looking at – um. These all star, everybody's coming in for these all star starters. My was messed up. Oh my fault, Naj. There you go. There you go. You looking <laughs> clean now, brother. Oh, all star. You know, so I think next week they're going to be announcing the rest of the rosters. So fourteen people will make the all star. But I know Jeff had a good point about what was it, Jeff Van Gundy? What he was saying. <clears throat> yeah. So in that Lakers and Celtics game, Jeff Van Gundy was talking about how. Um, you can see who the players voted for to start. And, you know, people would vote for, like, the Nassus Antetokounmpo or, like, Peyton Pritchard or, uh, I don't know, Tony Snell. Just random people just because. And 
Jeff Van Gundy brought up a good point. Players shouldn't be allowed to vote for whoever they want. They should be allowed. They should get a pool of forty players who are all star eligible, and go off of that and vote off of that because the votes count, you know. And people could use the votes, and that's how people end up getting snubbed or whatever, whatever. So, like, to take it more seriously, and I was like, I agree with that. I feel like that would um, make it more meaningful because I think people are kind of taking it as a joke. I agree with that too, but I think with that. You're also gonna get, um, you're also gonna get people discussing the all star pool snubs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Initiated, <laughs> like, well, yeah, but that's that's just gonna be the new thing. Well, I think if you pick like enough players, like if you do forty players from each conference, I think that should be enough to cover everyone. Like, cover people who with like. High point totals, high assist totals, rebounds, the defensive guys, you know, all those people, and then just vote for those people. But don't don't waste a vote on somebody who has like zero chance, you know? Because the fans already I also, do that. I really feel like they need to have a a limit. So in other words, you I think they need to have it where you have to play a certain amount of games to be an all star. Because too many players, like Zion, obviously, we know he's an all-star talent. He's played great. His team, But he's only played like 20, I think it's 28 or 29 games. Most teams have played over 50 games. So I, sh- I believe they should have it where, hey, you have to play at least 45 games to make the all-star team. You have to play at least 70 or maybe 68 of the 82 to be a all NBA player and MVP uh, six man because this is getting out of control with player sitting. And I think that may help because any other thing they try to do is not going to work. If they go down to 60 something games in the season or 72 games they want to do or set whatever it is, players are still going to sit. But I think they need to have it where if you want to be an all star, you got to play a certain amount of games. Okay. I agree with you. But. I have to present the other side of it. LeBron plays 44 games. LeBron plays 44 games in a season and up to that point in the season. Why would you use LeBron? LeBron Why would you use? No, 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 because, because no, because you're trying to, because that would be the most, no, no, no. Because that (laughs) would be the most controversial. We we saw what happened with a foul call. Imagine if LeBron missed an all-star game because he played one less game. Right. So what what, what would you suggest happen in that case? Do you see? I I checked in this game. So, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So what I would do is, what I would do is, the minute after LeBron retires, you institute the new rule. Don't play. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, we wait until LeBron. Man, retires. I'm not gonna lie with you, Jeff. You make a really good argument. But after LeBron, and I don't know what Donovan it is, but retired. you can't play 28 games and be a starter. And I, even Kevin I, Durant and Kyrie have played like 35 and I'm like, man, that's just a lot of games when a, a lot of guys are out here really hooping and they yeah. have only missed five or six games. You know what I mean? And it's kind of not fair, I, but I get your point. Yeah, I agree. I think, I guess at the end of the day, the, the point of the all-star game is for the fans, right? So if Zion's played 20 games, but that's what the fans want to see, then I guess we got to see Zion, you know, if he's available to play. But I think sometimes we can 
kind of make the all-star game a little more important than it is and it's like it's just who the fans want to see and they want to be entertained you know so that's just kind of how it is true it just decides legacy so much you know um when guys want to make the hall of fame it so you are right it is who we want to see but like there are some guys who like you think about dame who for like the first, you remember like for four or five years he could not make the All Star team and yeah, he was, there was playing. Yeah, it was he was playing like crazy, but he can't get over Chris Paul, Steph Curry, a lot of those guys. So it is, it's just hard. And I, re- I really then okay, how would you feel about? Hey, you have to play at least sixty eight games to make the All NBA team because that that's including bonuses, that's including uh who can get max contracts. So. You unless you have a legitimate, I mean, there would have to be a clause for a legitimate, legitimate injury. So you can't put rest on there as a night off, just for twenty games of the season. Hmm. Yeah. No. And, and one thing I thought about too, um, I think you just mentioned it is the other important part about the All Star game is like I'm looking at Jalen Brown's uh, incentives, right? So he can win he can win an extra four million dollars if he plays at least sixty five games. The team wins forty nine games or more, and they reach the second round of the playoffs. And then he if he also makes the all star game, he gets his incentive. So there's guys who are like kind of banking on this to make more money, you know, so they take it a little more seriously too. So I think when and Jason Tatum talked about this too with like all NBA about like changing the voting system because that's also an incentive in a lot of guys' contracts. So it's I don't know how to fix it necessarily. And maybe we can go to the drawing board and come back with some some ideas in the next episode. But um I guess the all-star game, I feel like maybe the best thing is to do is to not make the all-star game part of your incentives. Because it's just for <laughs> entertainment. That's really all it is. I agree. I agree with the incentive part, but we also just got to remember the legacy issue too. Because no, yeah, what's the I thought about thing? that too. Yeah, you know that's like the first thing they mentioned, right? And it's like, you know, even Bron. I'll take LeBron, right? Let's say LeBron, he's on his twentieth year. Let's say he gets to like year twenty four. Kevin Durant, he gets a year what eighteen, nineteen. They can have a subpar year. They gonna be an all star, and then it's gonna be what they are mm-hmm. the nineteenth consecutive all star game, stuff like that. So. Right. It's, that's what's weird. And then you have guys who are fighting in, like, um, who always get let. You know, there's always one guy who may get left out. You know, and then this year, there's going to be, like, four guys who really get left out. Who I was going to say, yeah, I was, I was going to say, based off of what you just said, too, like, there's so much talent in the NBA, and it's just growing. You have, like, these new guys coming up, too, like the Paolo Banqueros, uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Green, uh, Cade Cunningham. All these guys that are like, okay, I'm trying to be an all-star too now, you know? And it's, people are going to get left out. People who, like, deserve to be an all-star are going to get left out. And Think about this. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 that's all. Oh, no, no. I Think about this. We're going to reach a period, I feel like, where there's going to be very few guys who have, like, over 10 times going to the all-star game. You'll have Giannis. You'll have Jason Tatum, I believe. Mm. Um, you know, Joker and B, you'll have Luca, but there's going to be a lot of guys in the NBA who have three to six time All Stars, but played like 15 years. So I'm thinking like Lamelo, Darius Garland, um, Ty- uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 
people like that. Um, even in the future, you're going to have people like Pablo, like you said, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, some of these guys who, okay, Cunningham, but it's so Shea. stacked that oh, yeah, they're not, you're not going to yeah. have that. Yeah, you're not going to have that room where it's like it's the same nine guys and three new ones. It's going to be like it's the same four guys, and every year it's going to be a toss-up of who's just having the better year, and you're going to end up in 20 years with a lot of guys who have a lot of four, five-time All-Star appearances, I feel like. Hmm. This is this is kind of taken in a different direction, but what is what is rest really doing for the NBA? I've seen I've seen people talking about that how there's more injuries now than before. Yeah. So like what is it really what's the point? Like or what is happening <laughs> as a whole? Like are we just that's a, weaker people now? That's like, a great question. Because you would think with the improved like sports and medical science that right. they would be doing something that would be more effective, but it, it seems to be more counterintuitive. So that is a good question. Is that something they have to revisit? Is rest really the best route? You know? Yeah. Unless you because have... It, it seems... No, I was going to say, unless you have like a Kawhi Leonard thing where it's like his knees just won't hold up. So we need to play him mm-hmm. sparingly. You know? Yeah. But it's like... But then you want to ramp him up for the playoffs and then maybe he's not in the best shape and he just gets injured again. You know, that's a possibility too. So it's like, how do you figure it's out always, the balance? It's always made sense to me. Yeah, it's always made sense to me for like older players. You know, mm-hmm. like... Uh, well, I don't want to, I don't know. Kawhi is not crazy old, but like a Kawhi type situation or like a Andre Iguodala or like a, I don't know, Vince Carter, like, you know, in yeah, the yeah. past, mm-hmm. like it all, th- those always made sense to me while they were like resting them or whatever. But yeah, all these young players, you know, not playing because of rest. It, I, I just don't feel like the data is really supporting it. Well, and. I was going to say, not to just be like against the players or whatever, and everybody be like, "Yo, you have no idea what it's like." I don't, I don't have no, I have no idea what it's like to be a player, and I'm sure getting some rest is probably dope. But <laughs> I mean, well, the Warriors do I that know, a lot. Bron and Bron and KD not playing for how many years now? Since when? It's been yeah, uh, a five lot of years. that's injuries. Some of that's injury, but he, some of his I, injury. Some of his injury. If we're just with those two. But I think the whole thing is that you're ramping up for the playoffs, right? So you're doing everything you can to be healthy when you get to the playoffs. But it is interesting. Mm-hmm. There are so many injuries. I would love to know how many injuries were going on in the 80s and 90s. And it's always funny. In another episode of OGs be saying, you know, they played in Converse <laughs> on concrete. You know, they didn't have yeah. – they didn't pay. There wasn't no sports science, no massage therapists on the plane. And yet you had a lot of injuries, but granted, we that was a time period where if you tore your ACL, you basically your career is over. Now you're back in sometimes in nine months, you know. Well, I was gonna say too. I think the biggest mistake that players back then made is that like they would have a broken back and be like, "I'm playing," you know, yeah. <laughs> instead of healing, you know, or like also, playing also, like on a broken ankle, like no rest, right. and that would shorten their also, career. Science probably wasn't even good enough to to be detecting some of these like sprains and and yeah. hairline fractures and mm-hmm. you know all these things that they couldn't see before mm-hmm. and you know bruises and I don't know what did what did AD just have the get a a a foot uh 
it wasn't a sprain. It wasn't a. Oh, you're talking about Brandon something. Ingram when he had the uh, what was it? Oh, the the toe oh, contusion. Ingram? The contusion. Oh yeah, yeah. They probably yeah. weren't able to to, to detect uh, toe contusions back in the day, right? So and then you add that on, might that might be a part, and then yeah, also and then, like, yeah, yeah. And so you take that and you add on top of the fact that these guys are like, yeah, this hurts, and maybe it is a sprain or a contusion, and they're like, I'm playing though, you know. So that but just adds also, yeah, to the and, injury. And they're also you're gonna have less injuries if you're out of the league, so. <laughs> if yeah, your career ends, yeah, they're going to have less injuries yeah. on their record. So maybe we're maybe we are extending certain people who would have been out of the league, you know, back in the day. Maybe we're extending their careers, and then we're just seeing more injuries because of that. But that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like is, the interesting. The injuries are up, but the careers are up as well in terms of length. Yeah. So. That's true. Maybe maybe that is maybe there is something to it. Maybe, okay, sports science uh, doctors <laughs> would take it back. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you're onto we something. Our, we just talked our way out. Of it. <laughs> Players are more um, athletic now, anyways. You know, there. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of benefits to it, but and then you, yeah, and you know. have a lot more like six eleven guys moving like guards, like which is mm-hmm. just isn't like humans that big shouldn't move like that. And but they're not is made that, to do it over an 82-game season, you know? Is that sports science or kids starting at a younger age trying? You know what I'm saying? If you're yeah, if you're a kid Probably and you're both. young and you're trying that stuff at 8, 9, 10, 11 because you've been watching NBA players, that's a big difference than you guys who just in the 70s or 80s, they were 6, 8 in the ninth grade and then like, hey, I'm going to start playing basketball. So, I don't know. Some of it also has to do with – probably people are – I think people are taking more interest in younger players like a lot earlier and really developing those talents because, you know, just from talking to my dad and stuff like that, you always hear like, I'm sure all of our dads got a story somewhere out there of some dude who was dunking in Tim's and was showing up to the park in work boots. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like everybody got a got a story about, oh, so and so used to hit a backflip into a yada, yada, yada or whatever. Like, what's he doing now? Oh, he's just, you know over here doing this or whatever but like mm-hmm. back but now if somebody's doing that type of stuff you know that gets on social media then next thing you know this kid's got an agent and 50,000 trainers and he's going to some private school and he's the next whoever you know so mm-hmm. i think that also probably plays a big part yeah and i, I think i think now there are some players i re- well, I will say there are some teams that try to hold players back. That's got to be part of the story too, right? There are some yeah. doctors that say, you know, they're trying to hold. There are some general managers that are trying to hold. Hey, don't let them play tonight because they're trying not to cause any further injury. Mm-hmm. And that's part. And you hear players talk about that all the time. It's just not us wanting to sit. You know, there are other factors and people who want us to sit, which yeah. is it's kind of garbage. They get blamed for all of it, but you know. Is what yeah. it is, I guess. I mean, I know nothing about medical anything, <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard for me to speak on it. But um, it is interesting, and I wonder if I wonder if they are realizing that, and maybe they're working on a way to to bring down the the amount of injuries going forward. But who knows? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I know JD wanted to get into uh, some trade talk. With uh, I think the Mavericks, right? The Mavericks had some yeah, some trade talks going on. What's interesting is, so they said the Mavericks are looking to add a superstar, 
and they're open to trading just about anyone not named Luca in hopes of landing a star. And <laughs> what this reminds me of is Luca is the next one. Like, and what I mean by that is he's the next big storyline that's going to carry the NBA for a long time because Giannis, everyone loves Giannis, but he's quiet. Don't ever tell me Joker's going to be the face of the league. And there are a lot of interesting characters, but Luca's the one that's going to drag the headlines for years to come. And the next headline is going to be, does Luca need help? Will the Mavericks get them help? And it's going to be just like LeBron when LeBron was in his first stint in Cleveland. And you're going to be watching a player putting up amazing numbers, and they are going to struggle, I feel like, to find him a counterpart. And something tells me that they're not going to be able to do it this year. And you're going to watch Luca get into the playoffs, and he's not going to go as far as he did last year to the conference finals. And the whole headline this summer is going to be about, can the Mavericks find another superstar? Here's the problem. We've already discussed this. There's not too many players we think fit along with Luca. Am I, am I wrong with how y'all feel about that? No. Um, but I have a question, though, off of that. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Mavericks roster got better or worse from last year? Because they won 52 games last year. I think it got worse because what we what we realize is we all like Christian Wood for the role he's in, but he does not they the Brunson losing Brunson was bigger than most people realize. Having another ball handler because what happened was when Luca goes off the floor, you have Brunson and you have Dinwiddie. And when he was on the floor with um, Luca, now we're really seeing in New York, Brunson's a problem. Like Brunson can score on, on just about any other guard, and we didn't realize how big of a loss that would be. So I think they got worse. What do you say? I think so. <clears throat> I I don't know. I know the Mavericks wanted to bring back Jalen Brunson. Um, I think it was hard to figure out because Jalen Brunson had a big playoffs. And I think it was hard to figure out if that was just a like a good playoff stretch or if that's who he was going to be going forward. And he's showing now in a more in a, in a bigger role in New York that he can he can really play. You know, and obviously that was, I don't think it was ever a question whether he could play or not before, but he's really taken it to another level. And, um, I know the Christian Wood move. I wasn't a really big fan of it. I did have people talking to me like that was, he was going to be the savior for that team. And I just think Christian Wood is fine. Um, I do think he gets overrated sometimes. Uh, but he's like a, a good big to have. Um, but I do think they got worse. I think, the Jalen losing Jalen Brunson was a huge hit to them. Um, I don't know if they were hoping that Spencer Dinwiddie could kind of replace what Brunson does, but they're just two different types of players. And I don't think uh, I also don't love Dinwiddie like that either. Mm. So that's kind of just how I feel. I haven't liked the Mavericks teams for a long time. Like I've never, I haven't looked at since Luca's been in Dallas. I haven't looked at one of their teams and been like, now this team can win a championship. Mm. You know, besides Luca, like Brunson was my favorite player on that team for sure. Cause I mean, I, and I feel like people knew it. People knew like Brunson was that guy for a minute now. Like almost, 
or maybe it's just my Twitter feed or whatever, but I would just scroll down my Twitter feed and then everybody would just be like, Brunson in his bag. Brunson in his bag. Yeah, oh well, he's God, in his even. bag. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just, he's been a bucket for a minute now. And I think maybe that's all people thought. Maybe people just were like, you know, he's just a bucket and like, without Luca, you know, I, or I don't know, I don't know what maybe, maybe the, the thinking was behind it, but yeah, I think they definitely got worse too. Cause yeah, you need that, you need that guy. I think. I, I oh, think he allows the Mavs to play, to play at a different tempo than Luca allows them to play at. And I think when you throw that combo at people and you're changing up like the tempo of your team like that, like I think that's hard to play against. I think that made them a harder team to play against for sure. But now it's just like all through Luca. I mean, it, yeah, it's always been that way a little bit, but yeah. they could switch it up, but now they can't. Yeah, now it's even more so. I think Luca's yeah. just hard to play with a little bit. Um, just because he's ball dominant, you have to find the right piece. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. The other night when Luca went out, he carried them to a win. I think he had about 38 points. Yeah. I do like, you know, just on a side note, he's an impressive player. He was one of the only people in the NBA to ever tear his ACL and in, in exactly nine months be on the plane, or play, be back playing. That's impressive. Uh, you really don't see it that Spencer fast. Dinwiddie? Yes, he did it in. Uh, I think- Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think Joe Ingles did that, too, this season. I think he did it. But I don't know if he tore his ACL or his MCL. I can't remember what it was. But I'm not he sure. had a but really usually, fast turnaround, too. Usually, like, um, Jamal Murray, it took him over 12 months. It takes players. You can be playing by nine, but to be NBA ready, they still will right, usually right. keep you out 12. He came back in nine, which I found impressive. Um, yeah, I like Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, it is, right? Um, I they they have most of the same team. I think they didn't realize um did did they have who was their big did, did they have JaVel McGee this uh when did they sign JaVel McGee? They had him last year. Yeah, they had him last okay. year. Okay. And I think they didn't realize how big of a loss that would be actually. Uh defensively because he actually really did help them. So I think the worst I'm I really hope they get him some help. Because he's just beca- he's going to become another story of a superstar who's making you know getting great numbers, and they're going to blame the front office for years to come that they couldn't get Luca help. And for some reason, Dallas, a great team with a great owner, a great city, has a reputation of not getting free agents and not getting superstars there to their team. Why they have that? No one knows. No one knows why Dallas can't get superstars. It makes no sense. But unless they draft them, they're not getting them. And that's just a that's an interesting thing to consider, knowing they need someone to go with Luka if they won a championship. Do you think other superstars are aware of, like, the Luka thing? And do you think they take, take a step back and try and figure out, like, do I fit with this guy? Like, he's really good. I know that part. But would I fit with him? Would I have to sit and watch him do him and kind of wait for my turn? Do you think other superstars look at that and consider that? A- absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Too. No, no, I, I, absolutely. I don't. I think if I'm another guard, like if I'm a Dame Lillard, I know that me and Luca could go crazy, right? But I also got to think that's half my production cutting. You know, I'll get some yeah. open threes because he's taking up. But honestly, I wish somebody like a Pascal Siakam, somebody like that could go you know who could dominate inside but the gospel could spread the floor he's you know i think that would be a good fit but 
Um, the Mavericks are in a position where you will regret, you will regret it if you do not make something happen and you need to figure out a way to do so. I agree. This is, this is, uh, this could be like franchise changing if they don't get this right. I think he signed through 20, he won't be a free, free agent until 2027. So they have time, but you don't want to start hearing like Luca wants a trade. Luca doesn't want to be here. You don't want to start hearing that stuff. Um, mm. And this season isn't helping yeah. that either. So that I guess we'll bad. see. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what options the, the Mavs have in terms of like mm-hmm. making trades, but I guess that'll be something we'll have to, something we'll have to see. Maybe it's the colors, like white and blue. <laughs> it's kind of boring. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think because there there is no reason why like they shouldn't be getting superstars. They can't but, do it. Remember they had DeAndre Jordan that one year, and he mm-hmm. he left he left the contract on the table. And even from a logistics standpoint, um, Texas is good for taxes. Uh, they're three hours from LA. They're three hours from Miami. Say it, yeah. You know, yeah. just small stuff like that. You think it would help them, and yet Houston has and got Dallas James is a fire Harden. City too. Like it is. Yeah, that's what I was like. Dallas is Dallas is a cool city too. So it's it's strange. It is, and Houston's strange. gotten stars over and over. They remember, um, they mm-hmm. got James Harden. They got Dwight. Um, that Chris mm-hmm. Bosh was going to sign there one year. He thought about signing. You know, they've had a lot of people. San Antonio. I mean, obviously, they haven't gotten as many free agents, but. You know they've just drafted well, but you, you, I mean, you say, um, Dallas rather. I'm sorry. It's just crazy to me that they can not. Dal- yeah, Dallas isn't San Antonio. Exactly, it's a yeah. a crazy great city, and they can't get anybody. And it's just it's just a weird concept. I don't understand why, especially with such a great owner. That's what I don't get. So we'll see, hey man. Shout out to all the all the Dallas people out there, man. Yeah, if I, any I'll Mavericks fans listening, uh, yeah. hit us up in the comments, man. <laughs> Let us know like what you think about your team and what you think they should do. Right, I, I want to hear for, for some for some. I want to hear fans. From... I don't, I don't, I don't think I know any personally. So I know my I'm boy Trent fan. from Raleigh. He's a big Mavericks I was gonna fan. Say, I was gonna say, Trent. oh, that's right, Trent. Trent is from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Right. Trent's that's a big right. Mavericks that's fan. Right. He be going to the Hornet yeah, games a lot, though. I see you, Trent. <laughs> hey, on another yeah. side note, I have one more thing. Um, one more thing too. I watched the uh, Joel and B versus Joker matchup the other night, <clears throat> and I watched Joel and B basically dominate that, and it made me feel a certain way because I feel like Joker is just—he's the stats king right now, and it's kind of—it reminds me a little bit of when Russell Westbrook was, you know, running the stats up. But Joker's, I think, is a better player, obviously. Um, but it made me really feel that Embiid is by far, not by far, that's exaggerating, but he's the best big yeah, man in the slow league. Slow it down a little bit. <laughs> slow it down a little I, bit. I think, I think Joel Embiid is the best big man in the league. And I think he doesn't get these props. He's And I feel he's not getting the props he deserves. He's getting left off all-star ballots. He's getting pushed to second-team NBA. They're not giving any respect, and I think it's because he hasn't been healthy in previous seasons. But you cannot tell me that Joel Embiid is not the best big in the NBA right now. And I'm not counting Giannis, because I think Giannis is really like a four. So, to me, it's really just an Embiid-Joker debate. Mm-hmm. I, any thoughts? I think... Uh... 
I think it's just unfortunate that Joel Embiid has to be in the league at the same time as Jokic. Um, because if <laughs> Jokic wasn't in the league, Joel Embiid would definitely be the uh, the best center in the league. And I don't think it's that much of a difference. I think I think it really comes down to preference, right? And for me, I just feel like uh, Jokic, he just he impacts winning more, right? So I look at what he did last year with no Jamal Murray. Uh, the Nuggets won 48 games in the West, which the West was a lot more competitive last year. Um, I don't, I couldn't see the the Sixers winning 48 games if James Harden was gone all season. I I wouldn't be able to see it, and I feel like just Jokic, the way he affects the game, um, he's very efficient. He obviously he involves his teammates, like he's a playmaker. He's um, his defense is suspect but he he gets the job done he's not you know he's Joel Embiid definitely has the edge there um but to me I just feel like the way he affects the game um he just affects it at a at a just a slightly greater level than Joel Embiid but I think the difference between them is marginal I'm shocked at you I'm shocked at you because when we did our top 10s you told me Jeff you said I always give the edge to defensive players that was your words, and I know who you are. You're a defensive-minded guy. So I'm surprised that two players who are even pretty much, I would call them the offensive side, uh, other than Joker, is definitely the better passer. Definitely the better passer. But Embiid is better on the offensive side. He's, he averages he's averaged more points than him. He dominated him when he played one-on-one. He's a way better defensive player. He's one who holds his team uh, up on the offensive and defensive side. So to say that you're going to give the edge to someone who's not even close to Embiid's defensive, uh, defensive side. Come on now, that doesn't even make sense. No, no I, I know you. No, no, that that you're, you're you're right about that. But my only my only thing is is that it doesn't necessarily translate into wins. Where I feel like it translate what Jokic does translates into wins. That's just how I, I feel if you're going to compare the two. I personally don't feel, I personally don't love either of them. There's something about both of them that doesn't make me, doesn't make me feel comfortable with them being the best player on the team. Even though they're going to probably be the best player on every team that they play on, I just don't see them leading a team to a championship. Does that makes sense? Is it them two? Is it those two? individually or is it a big big, yeah is it a a thing with big yeah 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 that maybe maybe that's it maybe that's it they need like an elite wing next to them you know like if you put like a a jason tatum next to either of them they're like whatever they lack the the wing can make up for it you know like that type of player so jeff is it a big man thing or is it like you're, you know, big man can't handle? Or is it these two specific players you don't think are championship quality? Yeah, I think it's just a big man thing. Okay, but you had Kareem over LeBron. That's the only problem I have. You see what my problem is, Jeff? You see what my problem is? But, you know, no, that's the problem for another day. We won't even go down that route. But I'm just saying, you know, when I said that the other weekend, <laughs> I said, and I said, Kareem. I said somebody has to pass the ball to Kareem, and you said it doesn't matter. It's all about production. But you know, anyway, it's cool. Say your answer though quick. Say your answer though quickly. Until Embiid and Jokic have six rings and they prove me wrong, then yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't, so I don't feel comfortable. 
<laughs> so Joker but, um, and me, you know what you have to do. Six rings, six rings, and Jeff will believe in you. <laughs> yeah. That's all it. You, That's all. all you have to do. Is Easy work. Easy work, y'all. Go to work. Go, go ahead and do it, man. That's all you need to do. Each. Yeah, I look hey, forward but, to their so for competition. The next Twelve years. <laughs> for the next twelve years, it just has to be Embiid <laughs> and Jokic yeah. just going back and back and forth. Yep. Um, I think I think maybe people are just like attracted to the. Uh, to the passing, like maybe uh, the passing and stuff is fun, and maybe like kids are watching that, and I don't know. People are just like, "Oh, cool!" Like I don't know. Maybe maybe people are just mesmerized with, with all of like Jokic's passing or something like that. Because I, I, it doesn't make sense to me either. I feel like Embiid is a better player. They're not. But it's just the um, analytics. I'm not. I don't think that Jokic is a bad player at all. I think he's freaking amazing. Like but I said, I think that Embiid is better. Like I said, I think the difference between them is marginal. They both bring different things to the table, and they're both great. So, I mean, like I said, I think it's, I think I it's a preference thing. It's kind of like what, who do you think will get you to where you need to get to? But I do feel like Embiid doesn't get the love that he deserves or the media attention or the whatever, but that gets into the narrative of the <laughs> NBA. I, it, gets into, it gets into the narrative of the NBA without – I don't know. I'm not trying to say that I think the NBA is scripted. I'm just saying I think <laughs> it gets into the narrative of the of the media of the NBA. I think once gotta he be, gotta be careful these days. I think once he makes it past the second round, then that'll change the narrative. There we go. There we go. That's my problem. I think I no. I I think we need to see him on like the biggest stage. He's. I agree. You know, you haven't. Right. You need. Yeah. You need to. You need to show us, man. Like that's where you make your name. I agree. And B fans are punching air right now. Hey, <laughs> they want it too. They want it too. They should expect <laughs> it from him. He's that good of a player. You should at least make an Eastern Conference Finals at the least. Which was my whole problem with him winning another MVP. And I know it's a regular season award, but eventually they start to use that stuff against you later on. They're going to use it against them. He's got to win. No, that's we'll true. See. That's true. We that's very see. true. But then Denver make a Denver made the Western Conference Finals at least, Mm-mm. right? No, they remember they were up. Um, wait, wait, wait. You might be right. Did they do it in the bubble? Um, yes, that's where they went. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they lost to the that Lakers. Was, when they Jamal, lost to the Lakers, but in that, the Conference but that was Jamal Murray and not that was Jamal Murray. Jokic. If we're being real, remember he had that crazy series with Donovan Mitchell. Then they came back three to one on the Clippers, and that that was Donovan Mitchell. But that goes back to what I said, though. When you have, whether it's a guard or a wing, somebody next to that center, that like centers get buckets in a different way, and you need someone who's like can put the ball on the floor and really get to it. You know, next to them and Mm -hmm. Jamal Murray. I think they could probably get an upgrade over Jamal Murray to put next to uh, Jokic, but Murray gets the job done. You know, he'll for now. But I feel the same way with uh, with uh, James Harden. I think they got James Harden like four years too late, but he's kind of doing what they need him to do too. You know, mm-hmm. so that's how I feel. But really quickly, uh, just one last thing. I wanted to shout out the WNBA. 
I saw Candace Parker joined the Las Vegas Aces, which if people don't know, that's the equivalent of Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. <laughs> um, and then uh, the New York Liberty got Brianna Stewart. So there's uh, two big time East and West teams that I hope to see in the finals because I feel like that's going to be a great matchup. And I think that's a great for the WNBA and just getting more attention and growing the brand. Um, just having exciting players to watch and to really go at it. So uh, shout out to them. Um, I'm kind of excited for this season just to see how they, you know, how they put it together, if they live up to expectations and all that stuff. So I just wanted to get that in there real quick. I know we're an NBA that podcast. Let's go ahead <laughs> and make happen. it happen. When they meet in the finals. That does happen. We should get, yeah, we should get tickets. We go and sure. ticket. Bias aside to the WNBA finals. Bias aside. <laughs> I'm going to be in there. Bias aside field trip. I'm going to be in there like, uh, what's his name? What's the dude from uh, Jimmy Kimmel that always goes to the finals? The security guard? Oh, uh, oh man. What's his oh, name? Uh, uh, I can't remember Dang. his name, but I'm going to be short, like the, him. The short guy. The short <laughs> just guy. Like, yeah, just yeah, like harassing yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. WNBA players. Like, hey, um. How do you feel about blah, blah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Guillermo? Guillermo? Guillermo, yeah, yeah, Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'll be in that, there like him. Like, that who is, is this dude? Why is he here? We gotta get like one of those little mini mics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold us accountable, everybody. If we're, if we're if they make it to the finals, we gotta go. They need yeah, to hold definitely. us accountable. Everybody pull up. If you listen to this podcast, we're doing a bias aside link up. Yes, <laughs> all the oh. all the tickets you want on Notch, everybody. All the yeah, tickets on Notch. Yeah, yeah. Woo. <laughs> Just send me your money and all and I'll buy it <laughs> for you. <laughs> we'll put his cash app below. You can send him the money, yeah. <laughs> but only if the 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 aces and the Liberty. Well, actually, no. Maybe, yeah. maybe even if it isn't, let's see if we can make a game. Yeah, we might have to make a now game. That'll be dope. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I would. I would like that. We should. We should hit a uh, an NBA playoff game together too. I'm thinking that might be the move too. Mm-hmm. But we got to do it yeah. quick because the Warriors might be out in the first round. So we. <laughs> <laughs> they got to make it first. They got to make it first. Yeah, we got to go to the playing yeah. game, Jeff. Yeah, 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 game. yeah. Exactly. Because uh... what what round are the other Cavs going out in? I, I've been saying, oh yeah, I think they're going out in the second round. Second round. So, I think, I think honestly, the whole NBA is messed up right now. Everybody's sitting. Half the league is injured. We're not going to really know what's going to happen to right before. Cavs are going to be a a, a nice little first round exit. You're going to be right. I'm cool with that. That's fine. We just learned it. We we built it. We just built it. It's bricks. We just step step by step till we make a championship. Step by step. I ain't worried. I ain't worried. Cleveland, Cleveland, <laughs> this is for you. Come on now, I ain't worried. We all right over here. Oh, Donovan man. Mitchell, all star starter. That's what I'm all talking right, about. Uh, take us out of here because it's is, <laughs> getting too. Woo! <laughs> with all that, with all that, all that being said, <laughs> all that. <laughs> yeah, with with all that, whatever that was, uh, <laughs> from the place that got you, LeBron, Steph Curry was born there, JD Jones oh, was born there, all the greats from the yeah. greatest place on earth. <laughs> Wait, who was the last? JD Jones, myself. Who? <laughs> JD Jones, <laughs> one of the pioneers of bias. Come he, on, now. I was gonna say how many how many years he played. <laughs> 
in the great words of my my brother Nige, with all that being said, <laughs> with all that being said, <laughs> this has been another episode of Bias Aside. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. Like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Recommend us to people. It's the only way that we grow this show. And uh, tap in with us. Like y'all been, y'all have been a very active audience, and I really appreciate it. I know y'all really appreciate it. Um, we text each other in our like little group chat. Literally everything that y'all send. Yeah, we send each other uh, screenshots. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. And um. I mean, who knows? You might get a shout out in, in one of our episodes like Trent did this week. Yeah. So, um, shout out to Trent. Let's see if Trent and... catches it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he just does it. Great pod this week. <laughs> he doesn't actually listen. Yeah, but, um, yeah, with all of that, we out this thing. Later. Out. Peace.